Hot Springs Village Inside Out is a closer look at the greatness of Hot Springs Village, Arkansas, and the surrounding areas, people, places, experiences. Hot Springs Village is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host, Dennis Simpson, as we engage in weekly conversations to explore Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Today's show is brought to you by Central Arkansas's favorite radio station, KVRE. Find them on the dial at 92.9 FM. Stream them live at kvre.com. Remax of Hot Springs Village. The award-winning Remax of Hot Springs Village is the largest real estate office inside the village with over 30 full-time agents and support staff. Visit them to learn more about this beautiful place to solve your real estate needs. Call them today at 1-800-364-9007. Find them online at explorehsv.com. They are Remax of Hot Springs Village at 1-800-364-9007 or online at explorehsv.com. Ike Eisenhower State Farm. Ike and his award-winning team have been serving the insurance needs of folks all around Hot Springs Village since 1998. Ike has qualified for State Farm's President's Club, Chairman's Circle, and Hot Springs Village Insurance Agent of the Year. Call Ike Eisenhower State Farm today at 501-984-4100. That's 501-984-4100. Find them online at IkeEisenhower.net. Call them today for all your insurance needs because, like a good neighbor, Ike Eisenhower State Farm is there. Here today with Mr. Donnie Crane from Hollis Country Store. How do you get a country store, Donnie? What do you do? Well, in my circumstances, uh, my situation, I was born into the country store business. Um, my my family has uh, owned and operated the Hollis Country Store for four generations. Uh, we didn't start the store. It started back in 1930. There's a couple of other gentlemen who started at that time. But in 1940, my great-grandparents, uh, they purchased the Hollis Country Store. And over the years, you know, they ran it. Uh, my my grandparents, other aunts and uncles, cousins. And back in 2020, my wife and I, uh, don't know if we had COVID fever or what, but we we purchased the store from one of my cousins. And so we're in the country store business. <laughs> now, has, had it had been, has it been in continuous operation or up and down sometimes or what? Oh, it's been continuously operated since, since it began. So, uh, you know, it's just, you know, sometimes the different faces have changed with the family and different ones, but no, it's been continuously operated ever since then. Well, I tell you what, I'm going to ask you to share some photos in a minute. But while you're doing that, I'm going to tell people where Greater Hollis is, not the Burbs, but the no, Greater Hollis town. area. Yeah, because <laughs> you don't want to be confused. That's if, right. If you turn outside the gates here of Hot Springs Village, drive north up Highway 7, the gates. If you turn out the west gate of Hot Springs Village, drive north up Highway 7, about 20 minutes away, maybe? Yeah, I think, I think it's 16 miles, but those are mountain miles. So yeah, yeah, that, that's not a, not dollar per mile, not not mile per per, per minute. And the right. reason I've mentioned that is because Hollis. A lot of times, if you glance at a map, you say to yourself, "Okay, well, there's the national forest, and it's this monolith of trees." No, no, there's little <laughs> cities and stuff inside of it. And Hollis, renowned, I love the Hollis CCC camp, which we can come back and talk about in a minute. Right. 
But Hollis is a pretty historic area, actually. And I'll tell you what, go to the pictures and then give us a little history. I'm fascinated. I know our listeners are, too. Sure. Well, the the first uh, photo I'm going to share with you, uh, this is actually uh, a photo of my great-grandparents that uh, we were talking about earlier who had bought the store. Now, this was a photo from the 1960s, so they had already had it a couple of decades at that time. But, uh, you know, that's my great-grandparents that would be on the right-hand side of the screen, uh, Dennis and Lily Crane. And uh, for years, uh, she primarily was the one who operated the store. Uh, he he was a, a farmer and did a lot of the different, you know, outside work and different things on the building. But she was the one who operated the store. And she was also uh, the the postmaster uh, there uh, at the Hollis store when, when the post office was there. Now we get our mail from uh, the community of Plainview, which is probably 25 miles away. But once upon a time, our, our store did serve as the, the post office for the Hollis community. Community. Now, is this is this where the fried bologna sandwich started from? Well, uh, you know, I, I couldn't tell you exactly if there was a certain time that I, I know definitively that's where the the fried bologna sandwich started. But yeah, they they were serving you know food uh, you know at different times. I think at at certain times they had like short order kind of food. Um, I, I know I've heard stories about my grandmother you know cooking hamburgers and different things like that. But uh, what? Over time, at some point, we sort of became famous most for our uh, petty jean meats, uh, the the bologna sandwiches that we do, which we do cold or fried. And uh, so, you know, that's really what brings the people here. And, you know, now we do, besides the bologna sandwiches, we also do ham, we do chicken loaf and, you know, grilled cheese, things like that. So it's a little bit more of a deli kind of option yeah. uh, now yeah. than, um, you know, maybe the short order, order stuff it had been in the past. But, uh, yeah, so we, we've been serving food, good food there at the Hollis Country Store for, for generations. Well, I'm trying to, and I'm trying to give people a feel. And like I say, it's, mm-hmm. it's the national forest is not a monolith, obviously. It's right. there, are, it's a patchwork of things. And what mm-hmm. a lot of people don't understand is, is that, like I say, I, from north to south, as you're going up Highway 7, it's probably about halfway through the middle for the, 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 the bisecting our right. part of the national forest on Highway 7. It's mm-hmm. uh, halfway between there and Ola, uh, ha- uh hairspray, so forth. Uh, but my question is, what was it like roughly in the 40s and 50s when they bought it? What was the, the thriving area? Was it National Forest then? What was it? You know, uh, the 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 National Forest, it, it sort of came, you know, during the, you know, you know, the Dust Bowl and some of that, uh, where a lot of people maybe had uh, property and stuff there in the area. Uh, a lot of it was sort of abandoned, you know, people or, you know, if land that had never been claimed, had never been homesteaded, that sort of became the, the National Forest. You know, some lands were, were purchased and stuff uh, by the National Forest a- after it was established. But essentially, when they established the National Forest, they set boundaries for, mm-hmm. you know, what would be the National Forest. But there are a lot of already private owned property and stuff within that area, particularly along the, the creek or stream valleys. So Hollis sits on the South Fush River. And so, you know, it's always had farms and different things there in the area, though, uh, you know, a lot of the farms have been a little bit more subsistence farms. And, uh, you know, primarily people's uh, vocations have uh, centered around the timber industry. And so at one point, you know, looking back into the 20s and 30s and, you know, some of that, uh, there there were even, uh, you know, railroad tracks and stuff that ran up into the mountains so that as the timber was cut, you know, it was put on the railroad and, and taken to markets and things like that. But like my own uh, family, uh, my great-grandfather, he and his family moved 
to uh, Hollis from North Mississippi when he was a, a very small child. And, you know, they had farms that did those types of things. He married. And, uh, and so in addition to the farming, uh, he and my great grandmother, they purchased the store. That sort of became what she primarily did besides taking care of the family. And, uh, you know, and so different things. But there were other stores in Hollis when, when they purchased it. Really? Uh, ours was the one that was right there on the highway. So as Highway 7 became more and more of that that route, not uh, only for locals to use, but also people traveling north, south through uh, our area. I think that sort of probably gave some advantages to our store, maybe versus some of the other smaller stores that served the community uh, as things began to condense. And, you know, you couldn't necessarily support multiple stores in a small community when people had the options to be able to travel further out to Russellville, to Hot Springs, different things like that. So it, ultimately, we just sort of have wound up with the one uh, primary country store here. There's another smaller store still here west of uh, Hollis. Uh, but, uh, you know, our, ours has sort of been that community center for many years. And, and I think what a lot of people, if you haven't been there, you know, it, you think, OK, well, it's just this little wide spot in the road and there's not much around it. There's Bear Lake. Mm-hmm. There's uh, 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 like a uh, Fork Mountain. There's yeah. the Hollis CCC. I can only imagine in my mind, and, and uh, we've interviewed um, Liz. Oh, goodness, Liz, you're going to kill me because I can't remember your name from the Garland County Historical Society. But uh, we've interviewed Liz, and uh, and she made note that Iron Springs, where kind of where the south side of the National Forest began, uh, there was a sign there that said, you know, uh, they, they were advertising that it was only 20 miles of good country road, good good gravel road <laughs> to get to Iron Springs. Well, it would have been another 10 miles of good country road to get up to all the way to Hollis, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's they're, they're, uh, certainly the case. And actually, in my, my own family, we have uh, strong roots not only in the Hollis community, but they're in the area around Hot Springs Village. Uh, they're in Jesseville. It's one of those things. I mentioned my grandmother, who you know was the one making the hamburgers and different things. Uh, her family's roots go back there in the you know what you know has become Hot Springs Village in that yeah. area back to the 1830s. They were some of the original non-native settlers that settled along the Washita River, and uh, many of them had to move up to higher ground when Lake Washita was was created but uh so anyway our, definitely our family roots go uh you know back deep to that part of the country and you know we're very proud to call it home and uh you know share a little bit about you know that that history that sort of makes yeah. our area a little bit unique and different and uh you know again some some of those stories some of that heritage that uh might have been lost in a lot of different ways if, you know if folks like us weren't trying to preserve it well and you you make you know, exactly but you make a really great point and that is is that you know I always wondered I thought how do you go in and take 1.7 million acres and just say okay now you're going to be a forest uh, <laughs> right. you know somebody lived there somebody was doing something and, and mm-hmm. as you talked about the uh, uh, them uh, making the trail ra- the railroads to pull out that timber you say man that must have been expensive that was virgin timber people it had never ever ever been cut right? Certainly. I mean, we've got great timber resources now, but to, to imagine what had been there naturally before. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's probably you know, pretty mind boggling. It probably is. Well, and so do you did you have any more photos you wanted to share? Uh, or? You know, I, I want to show a, a, this particular photo. Uh, if I can work the, the magic of the. Well, while you're doing let me well explain. Enough. I encourage people you're you're open uh, Tuesday through Saturday. Is that correct? Uh, we're, we're open Wednesdays through Saturdays, Wednesday through from Saturday. 8.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. And um, what uh, 
you know, we definitely encourage folks to stop in, visit, you know, sit a spell. We love to visit, you know, share the stories, you know, answer the questions. Uh, a lot of times people come to our store, maybe they see things that they hadn't seen uh, maybe in decades. And so, you know, we, we love to, you know, hear those stories, hear their own stories. And because, you know, obviously a lot of what we, we do is is preserving some of what's happening in our local area. But it's yeah. also a country store tradition that, uh, you know, existed throughout, you know, the rural south and the you know rural parts of America for years and years. And so we, we also see ourselves as preserving that that larger cultural piece uh, that, uh, you know, really, you know, somewhat something unique to rural America. It's funny you should say that because in my mind, I can hear people say, somebody ought to be preserving that. Well, nobody's going to do it unless you do. Some Somebody that, better be you some days, right, Donnie? That, that's right. That, that was, again, one of those sort of motivating factors when my wife and I uh, made that purchase a few years ago was we sort of came to that realization that, you know, this was something that was important to us. That, you know, we thought, you know, something of calling and, uh, we wanted to answer that. And, and, and actually speaking of that, you'll, you'll see, uh, hopefully I shared it correctly yeah, on, yeah, no, on the yeah. screen there. Uh, there, there's a picture of, uh, my father and my oldest aunt and a dog who is unnamed at this point. I, uh, the, the name of the dog has been lost. But uh, my father was born right there on the property there at the store. They had the store and they also had tourist cabins where people going back and forth to Hot Springs National Park or different things along the highway. My father was born in one of those, basically raised there in that store, just like his sister and some of his siblings. And uh, for uh, actually interesting thing too, the uh, the lady that's shown here, here she uh, has lived most of her adult life there in Jesseville. And for years and years, she was the Jesseville postmistress. Her name is Carolyn Castleberry. So if anyone might know Carolyn, oh, that's, that's, goodness. that's an the, early picture of Carolyn there at the Hollis Country Store. And, <laughs> and, and the Castleberries are all over this area. They're home builders and all kinds of folks and great people, great people. Yeah. Yes, they, they they sure are, and uh, we're we're certainly happy to uh, you know be part of that family, and uh, you know again our, our our families and all are very well connected, and again it all goes sort of back to uh, you know some of the earliest roots of of our community there. Well, would you have any idea when that photo was dated? Late fifties, early sixties? That that photo was actually uh, probably looking at uh, somewhere there in the. Uh, in the mid forties, actually, because really? my father was uh, born in nineteen forty four, and uh, so he was probably about a year old when that photo was taken. And so uh, yeah, that's sort of how we can uh, essentially date it. Mm -hmm. And there are also a couple of additions that you can see there. the The main part of our store was constructed there in the nineteen thirties, yeah. and then there were a couple of wings added in the nineteen fifties. Uh, one was when my Father and, you know, with his parents, they were running the store, had a lot of kids. They had to find more space to put them. And so they had it on a wing. And then they actually also added a wing uh, that uh, is on the north side of the store that was for feed and different things like that. So uh, that that picture that I shared of my father and my Aunt Carolyn uh, was actually uh, before those additions were made. If you look at the bigger well, picture, we can see it. Well, and I'm, I'm trying to give people a sense of what it really would be like. Well, I mean, the road obviously wasn't paved in the 40s, right? That's right. There and, was not electricity at that time. Oh, really? There was a generator that was located at the back of the store that that powered what we needed at the store for our operations. But it was, uh, you know, it wasn't until the early 1950s that the electrical co-op uh, brought power to the Hollis community and obviously changed a lot of the things in the community at that time. But uh, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's hard for our kids today to even fathom what that would be like. Well, you had electric. Yeah. No, it when the sun went down, it was dark unless you <laughs> yeah, had a, unless you had a fire. It was dark. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, certainly. And I mean, there's even the addition uh, that was put on, you know, probably around that same time frame in the 1950s, where we now have our indoor restrooms and things for our customers. Because obviously that wasn't a a, a feature when the store started in 1930. <laughs> well, let, let me let me see if I can tie in. And I don't know. You're going to have to correct me if I can. But in the late 20s, early 30s, we started building the CCC camp not far from where you're located. Right. Correct. <clears throat> Which stood for the Civil Conservation Corps. Now, these are people that built the roads, built the national trail, built the uh, built the furniture at Petty Jean, not directly, but some of these right. people. Mm-hmm. And and there were if you haven't been to the Hollis CCC camp, it there's remains and concrete pads of where they had everything. But they had bakers, they had photographers, they had plumbers, they had carpenters. And you think, OK, well, what were they doing after the Great Depression? which lasted quite a while in the South, right? As, it certainly did. You as know, the, as the song with Alabama goes, somebody told us Wall Street fell, but we were so poor we couldn't tell, right? <laughs> exactly. Didn't, didn't hit us very hard. Well, but it did continue to hit them. And a lot of rural communities, and the reason I mentioned the 20, road, 20 miles of good gravel road was because that was how you got up to the WPA or the CCC camps where you could earn, I believe it was $20 a month and you got to keep $4 a month and the rest went back home to your family to keep them from starving. Yes. And and people, it, you think, well, it was welfare. No, it was workfare. And these people learned great skills, great skills. The Some of the bridges, unfortunately, we've had to replace some of the bridges that they've been working mm-hmm. on. But they were, you know, heck, they lasted 80 years, you know. They did pretty right. good, right? But, well, but and- all, I'm sorry. And I was going to say a lot of what they done, you know, others, you know, emulated. So yeah. I would say certainly, you know, probably a lot of the craftsmanship and the things you see in our, our rock work and things like that done at the store, though not a CCC project, certainly influenced uh, how the, it was built. And, you know, obviously the quality of construction that it's still serving the community today. Yeah, the, the the building behind you, obviously is exceptional. And, and it's that stone, flat stone rock that they did. Uh, and, and that I, I tried, we took our granddaughter up to Petty Jean this last week, and I was trying to explain that they had a very small bulldozer about the size of a car, couple of trucks, chainsaws, and a whole bunch of men. And that's how they built everything. They didn't have cranes. They didn't have, you know, they didn't have the modern technicalities that we think of today. So all these things were built from the ground up. And I'm talking about the Hollis CCC camp at this time. In the late 30s, early 40s, right around the time these would have been parallel, right. then we had this thing called World War II, and all these people that we trained to be bakers and carpenters and photographers and masons, now we had a place for them to go and a real thing for them to do. And they went from the CCKC camps many times directly to the Army, which the CCC was kind of a pseudo-Army anyway. Is that correct? That That's correct. As I understand, they had you know, basically a military lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I think they even had a military officer who was the, you know, primary management of the, of the camp. And like, uh, you know, my own family's uh, story with this, uh, with the CCC camp, obviously the store was going on, but it was before my, my great grandparents had purchased the store. Right. But, uh, you know, it was one of those things like my great grandfather having a truck, he sort of uh, configured it so that, you know, he could give rides to, you know, the, the, the men who were working at the camp, you know, to hot springs or different places, you know, on weekends when they had passed and things like that. So, uh, you know, even it is sort of a way that, 
you know, locals, they, they benefited from having that activity, not only with what the folks were constructing and, you know, doing as far as public service projects, but even locally, you know, the economy, I'm sure the, the, the store operators at that time were seeing sales and things from that. Like I said, and then even with my, uh, my great grandfather, a hardworking gentleman, and he's always looking for opportunities to make money and very, you know, a difficult area to to find ways to do that. And so he was sort of became a, a little bit of a taxi service, if you will. <laughs> How amazing. So talk about entrepreneurial spirit before anybody could even pronounce the word, right? For sure. Well, <laughs> I was called it working hard back in the day. Working hard, working <laughs> hard. It, it, what, what was the phrase? He didn't have much quit in him, right? Yes, certainly. <laughs> uh, and by the way, Liz Robbins, Liz Robbins, Robbins, it's you, Liz. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, we actually did a show about the dark corner, just literally over my shoulder over here in the north, over uh, just north of Cortez Golf Course, uh, mm-hmm. which had Castleberries and and uh, all kinds of folks, and absolutely fascinating community. Uh, my my wife's great great grandfather was buried at Buckville, but they didn't have enough money to pick him up and move him out of the way of a lake, so he's under the lake right now. Right. So I, I know you know where we're talking about and that kind of I, thing. I certainly right? do, though. Most of my family is actually buried in the, the little community of Hamilton. There's a Marriott Cemetery there. And my family, which I guess sort of goes with a cemetery talk, their last name is Graves. So like the Graves and the Spears, those are all I mean, my family from right there in the Jesseville, Hot Springs Village area. And uh, they might have been involved in some of those uh, commercial activities that back in the day maybe gave that area the, the dark corner name. <laughs> Commercial activities. So that's, commercial activities. That's where white smoke went up and made clear liquor. Is that is that possible? I think that, I think that we'd be talking about the same one. I think we're talking about the same commercial activity. <laughs> right. It seemed to be the one that, uh, and you know, and, and let's let's talk about that just for a second. I, I'm not trying to teach history lessons or whatever, but I know you know. I was once again our granddaughter, and, and I'm, I'm we're, we're out in the front yard. Okay, I love growing basil, and I said, just have a bite, and she was like, what? I said, pull the leaf off and eat the basil. And she was like, what? Now, this is a kid who's only had something from a grocery store her whole life, right? Right. And she she was like, that, that's good. That's And you can just eat this? I'm like, yeah, yeah, you can just eat this. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, when, we're going to have a frost in a few weeks. And when we do, you're not going to be able to, you've got to last till the spring. And a lot of people, and I, I know that people don't understand this, if you had grain that was going to go bad and you mm-hmm. weren't, you were going to be able to keep that grain through the winter, how could you turn that grain into sugar? Let me think, Donnie. What could you? Oh, 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 that was Commercial way. enterprise. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> commercial <laughs> enterprise. Commercial <laughs> enterprise. Commercial <laughs> enterprise. Exactly. Exactly. Commercial enterprise. Donnie, do you have any more shots from inside or anything? Well, or? You know, the, I've got a picture here that I'll uh, share from inside. And um, actually, it's, uh, you know, I, I know I've talked about her. But I haven't had an opportunity to show. Very proud of oh. my my beautiful wife, uh, sure. Melissa, who uh, she is actually not a native of Hollis. Uh, she grew up uh, just east of uh, Hollis, uh, a little further down the ridge, a little community called Little Italy. And, oh yeah, uh, so oh, yeah. Well, not everybody can be so lucky as to be from Hollis, Donnie. That's I mean, right. it, it's, come on. <laughs> But anyway, so she and I are the ones that are operating it now, and we just really enjoy it. And like I said, she probably does the the majority of the work there, day in day out. And it's, it's that smiling face that most of your 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 listeners and you know viewers will see whenever they um, when they visit the store. And you know, and hopefully, if I'm lucky enough, there are Saturdays I can visit with them as well. So, 
Well, and, and I see great pictures. I, and unfortunately, I was hoping we could come by this last weekend, but I wasn't able to. We had had a detour or whatever. But I want to come by. I want to get some pictures. Uh, we have, you know, you guys are, look, uh, you have a day job, and I understand. And you right. do obviously very well at it because I don't think we've ever had any other small country store that has their own Wikipedia page, that has mm-hmm. their own Facebook link. There, And so we've been kind of blowing you guys up simply because I just know when people go there, they're going to love it. And, and the history, the feel, the look, the 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 people, right? Right. Well, Ian, and again, that's when, when my wife and I bought, purchased this three years ago, that was our whole intent. We wanted to, to be able to deliver on that country store experience. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's what we've been doing. And so, in a lot of ways, it comes naturally, but by also, uh, you also have to sort of work hard at it, you know, yeah, to, to you know, to make sure that uh, you know we're constantly looking for nostalgic products and different things that we can offer that uh, maybe it's a little bit harder to get, but again, it just sort of brings that that nostalgia. You know, people can go back to their childhood or maybe even introduce their children or grandchildren to things that they you know treasured uh, from growing up, and we love to be a part of that. So, Donnie, have you had a chance to go to Branson to Dick's Five and Dime in Branson? I, I have. I, you have I, that I, grin. <laughs> you know, that's that's one that's one of my you know favorite places. Just everything wall to wall and, and up to the ceiling. Oh my lord! And, 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 and all if, the space. If Five Mile High View, if you haven't been to Dick's, it's down near the mm-hmm. landing. But Dick's Five and Dime coming on a hundred year old store, and it's a, it's the old Five and Dime store, but it has puzzles and games and candies and everything you could imagine in a five and dime store. And as Diane and I are walking through here and the place is packed, literally store to ceiling, ceiling to, to floor. And I'm like, where do they store things right out here? That's where they store it. <laughs> and, exactly. And I told Diane, I said, we looked around a minute. I said, Oh my God. She said, what is, it? I said, this is a grandparent store. <laughs> she said, what do you mean? I said, kids would want to buy stuff in here, but no grandparents come in here and go, Ooh, you yes. need, you know, the the old timey slingshot, you know, BB slingshot or the rock slingshot or whatever. Right. Well, as as a child, that was always our place that we went to on vacation. We take a week during the summer and go to. Well, actually, it was primarily we went to Rockaway Beach, which is yeah. just outside of Branson. Yep. And then as we got a little bit older and as things changed a little bit up there, we, you know, most of the activities we were doing were in Branson. So mm-hmm. that's where we primarily started going. But I remember my very first trip had to be in the, you know, mid to the later parts of the 1970s and being in downtown and uh, yes, seeing the, you know, Dick's five and dime. And it just, it, it, it amazed me then. And I go there today and I'm equally amazed. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, and just like Dick's five and dime where you need to do and save yourself two and a half hours of driving is right. to come to Hollis country store Certainly. and see the links. <laughs> we'll have it below. Uh, Donnie, it has been an absolute pleasure. I'm going to have to come visit you guys. So you're there typically on Saturdays, right? I, I'm typically there on Saturdays, but then like I said, we're also open uh, Wednesday uh, through Friday. And, uh, you know, for for those that depend on when, you know, people hear this uh, deer season is sort of like a holiday, you know, in, in rural Arkansas. And so, you know, during a period like that time, uh, we'll be open like six days a week. And oh, really? stuff. So, you know, we our, our schedule will change some. So we certainly invite people to, uh, you know, like and follow us on Facebook. It's facebook.com at Hollis Country Store mm-hmm. or visit our website, uh, HollisCountryStore.com to, you know, to stay up to date. And if our schedule or something changes, you'll, you'll see it first there. Well, what, let, let me, and, and just to stretch it one more second. You said usually right. it's eight to four 30, yes, Wednesday through Saturday, most times. Yes, but- 
what, what would you say that you would offer to hunters that come through that area? I mean, most of them are going to know about you anyway. Obviously, there's gas because that can be important in the middle of nowhere, right? Certainly. You know, and that that's the, the biggest convenience that I think we're able to offer for, for the hunters. You know, having that place where they don't have to drive, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, one direction to get fuel or to get a bite to eat or, you know, maybe those supplies that they might have forgotten at home before they went to deer camp, things like that. So it's primarily a convenience place. But I think maybe even more importantly, it's that uh, that community, mm-hmm. because probably during deer season, uh, you know, when we have all the hunters, Virtually everyone who there is a hunter, and so they're all interested in wanting to talk about, you know, what they've seen or what they've been doing or talk about that, you know, that biggest deer that they've seen or or maybe gotten, you know, in the past or whatever. And, you know, that's deer season, but, you know, we find the same kind of thing during the spring when people are out hiking the trails and waterfalling or they're mountain biking and doing different things at different times of the year. People come and congregate there. They get to talk. Maybe they're not ones that are motorcyclists or maybe they're not hunters, but certainly it's an opportunity for them to meet one another and, and talk about the things they're, they're passionate about at a place that we're passionate about, which, which really makes it really cool. Well, you know, it's it, simple as this gets. In this day and age, especially after the COVID and everything, it's all about making memories, making great memories and, and going, we went to this little country store. We had the fried bologna sandwiches. We, and you know, and I know really it's, it's for, for the, the term, it's kind of the community CB radio to do that term because, well, you know, the, the, it's really cold tomorrow night and the deer are going to bed down here. And right. then this is the, you know, so they'll probably be stirring here and you go places and learn things you wouldn't do and know any other way. Right. That's right. I mean, a lot of times if if there wasn't a place like ours here in the community, you know, they don't have a place to get together. They yeah. aren't able to share those things uh, unless they're on a Facebook group or, you know, whatever, you know, the, the new electronic media stuff is. But, you know, here's a place where they can get together and, uh, you know, talk and, you know, make friendships and renew old ones and all those kinds of things. So it's uh, again, it's one of those neat things about being a, you know, a, a community center for so many years. Uh, you're just constantly meeting new people or meeting old friends. And so and, 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 and as you say that, I'm thinking I can hear your parents say things in this store like, right. have you seen them fancy new eight track tapes they're talking about? Anyway. Oh, sorry. It's gone the whole range. <laughs> coming around, coming around. Speaking of coming around, Donnie, I can't have you back. You'll come back with us. Oh, certainly. I, I would love to. We'd love to have you again. I promise I will swing by. We'll get some pictures. We'll be back. For Dennis Simpson, Hot Springs Village Inside Out, my partner, Randy Contrell, who will be back shortly, and Mr. Donnie Kane. Thank you, buddy. No, right, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for watching and listening to Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a weekly podcast starring Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Visit the website at hotspringsvillageinsideout.com.